Welcome to the NS North podcast. My name is Adrian Marshall, and I am joined today by my co-hosts Dan Byers and Philippe Cascarin. How are you, Dan? I'm really good. How are you? Good, thanks. And yourself, Phil? I'm also really good, thanks. For today's episode, we have speaker Roble Jama joining us. How are you, Roble? I'm doing really well, thanks. Thanks for joining us tonight. Uh, so to get us started, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself? For, like, where are you from and what do you do? Sure. So I'm from Toronto. Uh, I run a independent app studio or product studio called Tiny Hearts based here. I've been running it for the past six years. Um, and so started thinking about iOS and apps back in 2009 uh, and launched uh, my first app in 2010. Uh, and since then, we've uh, released about six or so apps, um, have had a few successes under our belts. Um, the the most famous or one thing that we're known for is that one of our apps was featured in an Apple commercial. Um, and so since then, we've been learning a lot and building our own apps, but also we have a side of the business where we work with clients as well on their apps uh, and their digital products. I was going to say, I just saw your announcement about that this week. That's exciting for you guys. Yeah, it's it's a really exciting time. It's something we've been doing for a while, um, but it's something that we just don't talk about. We do talk a lot about our own products, uh, mm-hmm. but we're trying to make uh, an effort to share some of the things that we've been doing and working on with other people. That's a very common model, right, of having a hybrid studio that you do your own things and also you do client work. Yeah, I think it's becoming more and more um, normal because I think it's a practical way of doing things. Um just the idea of having, um, so it's like one of the, the way I look at it is like you have these skills. Um, ideally, you're good at building products uh, and you're passionate about building products. Uh, and so that, uh, for me, led me to building my own products. And then uh, it organically uh, led others to me as well. And we worked uh, on stuff together if we were uh, of like minds and uh, on a similar mission. How big is your team right now? Uh, we're about 10 here in Toronto. Um, but that's just a core team. We have uh, a bunch of people that are in different parts of the world. Um, I think talent is all over the world. So we have the, the core team and a distributed team uh, of creatives that we work with for different uh, assignments. So what, what made you, what, what was appealing to uh, the Apple ecosystem for you guys? What made you get it started? I'm like a passion-driven person. So back in 2010, I had just recently uh, wrapped up a business that I was running in the web space, uh, 2009, 2008. Uh, and that's uh, when things were starting to get going with iOS. Um, and I was a big fan and a big um, user myself. Um, and I usually don't like just being a consumer. If I really, really like something and I'm really into something, I want to figure out how to create for that uh, product or that space. And I wanted to get into not just using apps, but making apps. Uh, and so in 2009, um, I think that's when I got my first iPhone, and that's when I started downloading a lot of apps and starting to think about ideas uh, on my first product. And then I kind of combined that passion for for the Apple products and apps uh, with the other passion of mine at that time. I had just gotten married, uh, and family was important to me, uh, and my wife and I were expecting uh, the birth of our first child. So, so that's how I came up with the idea for the first app, which was a children's app called Pocket Zoo. Um, and essentially it's a, it's a virtual zoo app. Uh, so it's like having the zoo in your pocket. Uh, the key feature was, uh, live animal cams. So you could actually watch live animals on your iPhone. Oh, cool. I love that. And no poop to pick up. 
<laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> you can just watch it and laugh at it. So we interrupted you there. The, uh, and how did that uh, first app go? Um, so it was an amazing learning experience. Uh, and um, I was super fortunate that it did really, really well. Um, Apple noticed it because it was unique. And I think that's kind of something that you always have to focus on. How are you different than everything else on the market? Um, and uh, so that was the first app and it got featured and it went on to become a number one education app. Uh, and made it into the top 50 overall apps. Wow. Wow. Uh, and so that's an amazing, amazing experience for your first app. Uh, and just organically, people started spreading it via word of mouth. Parents really liked it. Our target our audience of uh, young children liked it a lot. It was all, all sorts of ages. And so we were getting great reviews. Teachers were downloading it for their classrooms. Um, Neat. And then we also got some great press as well uh, with Wired and New York Times picking it up. What were some of your big learnings from that project? Um, so, so like number one, I think, is um, not being afraid to jump into something totally new. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and so I think that that is just like step number one. Uh, the other thing that I, I learned from that project is actually just learning from others. Um, I wasn't the first to do it. And there was a lot of people who were ahead of me and who were doing great work. Uh, and I... Uh, worked hard to kind of find those people to learn from what they were sharing. There was a lot of blogs out at that time. Um, tap 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 was uh, sharing information. There's other independent developers who were talking about their experiences, uh, and so I made it. Uh, I made an effort to, to read up on as much of that as I could, um, and um, and try to emulate some of the things that worked for them. Um, so that was another key learning. Uh, and then the other one was around. Um, setting external deadlines. I think that has a, a really interesting way of um, bringing a team together. So at that time, there was uh, this thing going on called the App Star Awards. Uh, and it was only a few months away from when we kicked off the project. Uh, and so we we made a, a target to hit. Uh, uh, we So our goal was to hit and kind of submit the app for the App Star Awards because that would be a great kicking off point. Uh, and all we needed by then was a prototype of the app and a really, really good promo video Mm -hmm. Uh, and so that became a key part of our marketing strategy as well but it also rallied the team and uh, gave us a a nice target to to shoot for it forced you to complete eh exactly yeah and so you you mentioned that um you were featured in an apple ad which app of yours was that uh that was quick fit um our fitness app uh so so there was pocket zoo um, and after Pocket Zoo, I did an app called Instamatch, which was a game for um, the, a game that used the Instagram API. Uh, and then that was followed by Wake Alarm, which was uh, our most downloaded app. And then uh, the fourth app was Quick Fit, the fitness app. Uh, and that's the one that Apple picked up for their uh, iPhone 5S fitness commercial. That's such an accomplishment. Congratulations. Yeah, it's one of those dream come trues for uh, for independent developer. Yeah. I can imagine. Was yeah. Was it one of these apps that uh, uses the the new uh, coprocessor, the new motion coprocessor? Um, I think it might have been before then or not. No, it wasn't doing that. Uh, it was just more. It fit along the lines of what they were trying to to right. sell at that time. Yeah. The message. They were they were pushing that because it had the new motion coprocessor. So anything fitness related would be good. Yeah, there was a lot of like hardware. Um, uh, hardware, software type apps, uh, wearable type apps in that commercial. I think the reason they chose us was they were looking for some. Uh, they were looking for a seven-minute workout app uh, 
Uh, and so we did have a seven minute workout um, and that was a core part of, part of our experience. And um, I, I think what they thought was that they were pretty much looking for a seven minute workout app that was really, really well designed uh, and they had already featured it. So I'm, my hunch is that our app was already on their radar when they were looking for that. Also, you had been featured in the past already. Uh, yeah, featured on the App Store. Um, and so, um, so that helped. And then the other thing that I think helped a lot was localizing the app because uh, the ad was an international ad uh, and we had localized the app for 10 languages. Oh, wow. So those little tiny details, sometimes they, yeah, they can help you in a long way. Absolutely. You say localization like it's tiny, but it's not tiny. <laughs> yeah, it is a lot of work. Uh, but it's one of those things that I guess gets overlooked. So did you notice quite a boost from that? Like, how are you able to, to gauge the effectiveness of that kind of a promotion? Um, yeah, so I did definitely notice a boost from that. Um, and I did write about it. Uh, I did, I guess, post on Fast Company just showing some of the behind the scenes uh, and sharing some of the lessons and talking about how it all came together. Awesome. But we did definitely see a big, big uh, spike uh, in a lot of uh, a lot of countries, uh, and then the other benefit was that it wasn't just a TV ad, but they also promoted it on the App Store, uh, and they showed the ad on the App Store, and then they showed all of the apps that they've highlighted in that ad. Uh, and Apple's really good at doing that kind of stuff. So, what, what was the uh, what's what's your latest app that you're working on these days, or that you would have uh, released recently? Uh, the most recent one that we released is Next Keyboard. So that came out. Actually, there's yeah, we've been releasing a lot of apps. So the one that uh, has been a big focus of ours has been next keyboard, um, but we did release a uh, a game for the Apple TV earlier this year um, along the lines of emojis. Uh, it was an emoji based game, but really that was also inspired by next keyboard and, and next keyboard um, was a project that took us about a year to build, and we launched that in September 2015. Um, and so that was our most challenging project uh and also our most successful project to date that made it up to um, number two on the paid app charts wow excellent can you tell us a little bit more about your work either in like the toronto tech community or the ios community um on a bigger scale yeah um so i'm a big fan of um of sharing learnings uh, i've learned a lot from other people and i try to do my best to share what what we've learned uh, from our experience of building apps and launching apps and uh, sharing some of the mistakes that we've made um, and uh, do that in a few ways. I do that um, from from blogging. So I've, um, trying, I've been trying to get re uh, regular with posting uh, blog posts on Medium um, and also getting out to different events around town, whether it's at meetups, uh, whether it's at high schools or universities uh, and sometimes conferences. Uh, so I'm actually really excited for NS North. I haven't been to a big, big Apple conference here uh, ever in Toronto. Well, we're not big, big. The premier uh, iOS and Apple conference in Canada, I think. So that's pretty big. <laughs> that is very true. That is very yeah. true. We'll, we'll own up to that. That's exciting. Well, we're really looking forward to having you. Yes. Um, can you tell us where people can find you on Medium just so they can check out what you're writing? Yeah, uh, so on Medium and on Twitter, I'm Rob Jama, R-O-B-J-A-M-A. -A. Very good. So when you're not uh, hacking away on your apps, uh, what do you like to do outside of uh, tech? I am, so most of my time is spent with, uh, with my uh, family. Uh, so I have like two families. I have my family at the office and then I have uh, my family at home. Um, so I have three little girls um, who are 
um, five, uh, four, and two. Oh, wow. So they keep me busy. Yeah. Um, so that's a lot of fun. Um, so a lot of times just playing with them and um, teaching them. Um, and I love how kids are very, very curious and they're always asking questions. Um, and so that's, that's pretty much like the highlights of my, the highlight of my days. Um, and then besides that, um, on the weekends, I make a habit to play some sports. So Saturdays I play volleyball, uh, and, uh, Sundays I play basketball in a league. Nice. It's good to keep busy when, you know, lots of your days are spent in front of a computer. Yeah, exactly. Your, your girls keep you grounded, I'm sure. Yes. As a fellow father of three girls, I t can tell you enjoy it because at some point they'll be just looking at you and rolling their eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these are the, these are the good years. <laughs> yep. Excellent. Well, thanks so much for joining us tonight. Uh, I think you mentioned earlier your Twitter and your Medium handles, but is there another way that is best for someone to get in touch with you? Um, yeah. So uh, my email is rj at tinyhearts.com. Uh, and um, if, uh, if anybody wants to check out some of our apps, they can go to tinyhearts.com. Perfect. You can learn more about our conference by visiting our website at nsnorth.ca. Tickets are still available. Also, be sure to follow us for updates on Medium and Twitter at nsnorth. Thanks for listening. Please join us again next time to meet another great speaker. Dan, how can people get in touch with you? Uh, on Twitter, is probably the best and easiest. It's uh, at underscore Dan Byers. And also on email, dan at nsnorth.ca. And yourself, Phil? I am at Philip C on Twitter and phil at nsnorth.ca. And I am at Adrian RM on Twitter, or you can email me at adrian at nsnorth.ca. See you soon. <laughs>